0: Welcome to the Scott and Sue Project Podcast, where we journal our wandering into the realm of helping others. We are currently using our time and talents to tackle the problem of homelessness in
1: our community. Hello, Scott. Hi, Sue. How are you doing today?
0: I... Hmm. ah uh, yes long day for, long day yeah. yes um but here we go what shall we do next
1: yeah yeah so i think we we've been doing a lot of talking and i think we're both getting pretty anxious about Hey, we got to start doing stuff <laughs> rather than just talking about it. And, but the problem is, we're still not sure exactly what to do. Um, so, I think we need to solve that problem. But we're, but we're in, that requires a lot of brainstorming and uh, some kind of discussion about how we get there. <clears throat> I did, first of all, we did a bit of that um, a few days ago. I don't know if you want to talk about our experience um on the Miro board so Miro is like a virtual whiteboard where you can do some whiteboarding kind of brainstorming and we did a little bit of that and i think we came up with a few ideas coming out of that you want to summarize
0: yes um if we look at the the phases of housing from so we did this uh diagramming like stable housing to Uh, and progressing to unstable housing, to shelter, to unsheltered. Each one of these paths towards the right side, you know, left to right, Uh, there's certain events that triggers that, or uh, uh, coming back the other way, back to the left, like recovery phase and certain things that can help move them from the right end of being unsheltered back to stable housing. So we were trying to look at these each one of these paths, like what causes it, and also ideas on what are the things that can uh, disrupt that on uh, on the path going towards the unsheltered side. You know, and uh, the path coming back towards stable housing. What are the things that is currently blocking or preventing or slowing that uh, that progress down, and What other things can can help facilitate that? Uh, That's the that's the first part, and then we went into uh, this matrix, a three by three matrix of uh, the segmenting our homeless population from uh, you know some are self reliant, uh, some do come in and out of being homeless and or or sheltered, and some are more chronic that uh, we would say the most serious case. And and then in terms of, uh, that's one axis, and then in terms of the other axis of uh, the f- how, um, it, from the first one would be finding them, and second would be diagnosed. Diagnosing the problem and then the solution. So, given this three by three combination, uh, what we know is uh, in the we probably should focus on those that requires help, uh, as opposed to those that can help themselves already, or those that can come in and go. They uh, they can be self sufficient. Uh, so requiring help on on one of those columns, and then in terms of finding or diagnosing a solution, uh, just my thoughts is uh, you know working backwards like solution. Um, maybe we lack that experience per se in solving it exactly. Uh, we need experts there uh, on the solution. And in terms of diagnosis. Uh, well, perhaps that and um, while well, it's less, but m- maybe we can help in diagnosing or, or figuring out where uh, uh, a homeless person can, uh, can potentially get help from. And I think the easiest it would be finding, uh, finding those that requires this help, identifying them. So, so there, um, that's uh, that three by three matrix.
1: Yeah, I just want to add some color to some of that, um, just based again on the book um, on ending homelessness. Some a lot of the, my ideas are informed right now from by one resource that I really d- dived into. Um, yeah, as far as people moving out of stable housing into an unstable or homeless situation, that they they kind of fall down that path for a variety of reasons, um, but it's not always. It's usually multiple uh, causes that that causes that to happen. So it's not just poverty, or it's not just mental illness, or it's not just addiction. It's usually a combination of things. <clears throat> and there, we, I think, and the our audience can't really see it, but people, it's not necessarily one jump from one to the other to the other you can go from stable housing all the way to unsheltered likely i don't know what the statistics are there but certainly from the book their focus is on housing so they're if you're unsheltered they want to move you into housing if you're sheltered homeless they want to move you into housing if you're in unstable housing they want to move you into a stable housing so <clears throat> their goal is to always leap all the way to the left as, as much as possible and um so like a shelter Shelters are designed; people can come into a shelter, but they can stay as long as they need, as long as they're focused on getting into housing. So it's all geared toward that, and it's, there's no other condition. Like you could be addicted, you could be, um, you could be um, have mental health issues, you could, you could be a sex worker, you could be um, all, all those things. You could still be in the shelter. There's no conditions other than you have to be working toward getting into a home. Another thing is that the Arizona Republic has had some pretty good reporting recently. I've been reading some of their articles and I this is backs up with some other things I've heard a lot of times somebody who's been in a chronic situation they get into a home, they don't stay. <clears throat> they end up moving out of the home. And so they they need um, a lot of care once their housing to so so that 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 thing about so it's really getting them into unstable housing because it's going to take time for that unstable housing to turn into stable so that's where the so i guess let me correct what i said earlier everything is geared into getting into a home but it's always going to be unstable at first so where all the work is is turning that unstable into stable that's where you need some professional like caseworker um, that has a lot of skills like motivational interviewing um, and it's always geared that the person, the homeless person is one driving everything. The caseworkers, they're just there to like help and guide and let the you're letting the person make the decisions, but you're trying to motivate them coach them and um, provide Whatever resources they might need, so it's not necessarily getting them even off drugs. Although you'd like them to get off drugs, but it's up to them to decide what what they can do, what goals they can make to get into stable. Because you could be in a stable home and still be addicted to drugs, but um, but but perhaps that would be something you want to work with them. I'm not saying you don't work with them on that, but you would do. And yeah, on, on that grid, um, I think yeah finding i think there's things we can do all three the solutioning i think our expertise is more um you know we're software engineers i think if we are trying to provide solutioning kind of things it's not necessarily being caseworkers but it's providing tools to help caseworkers more effectively or perhaps Automate some of the things that are they're having to do manually. Maybe there's automation out there. I'm sure there's quite a bit, but there's a lot of different things caseworker needs to do in terms of becoming a home expert, like low income, kind of knowing the low income market. So there's probably tools around that that could be discovered or built or whatever. But just providing. Tools that either the caseworker can use, or the ideally the homeless person or the person struggling with homelessness can use these tools for themselves to like um, make make it a lot easier to get um, to solve some of these problems. Does that? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so um, we uh, you know, Discussing just now earlier, uh, before we start recording, like we we need um, we like to do something already, um, and the struggle with um, you know, just trying to figure out what to do exactly. So we throw out this idea, like you know, the need to understand our customer. Right? Yeah. The the need to to learn from them or. just having that initial contact and, uh, in a more, you know, um, just, (laughs) uh, just honestly, you know, myself, like going around, uh, finding somebody that, um, that looked homeless (laughs) and start trying to start a conversation. It's, uh, it's, I would, it's personally challenging for me. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and I'll give this excuse, uh, it's also not scalable. <laughs> so uh, what if, you know, if, if I can put a poster somewhere on bus stops and say, uh, you know, homeless or need help, um, call this number. Okay. Uh, I'd like to learn more. I'd, learn, uh, I'd like to help uh, where I can. So... So maybe that opens up a channel for us to, for me to, to learn more about um, potential uh, these potential callers, uh, assuming we homeless.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what precipitated this conversation a bit was um, yesterday, where we work, um, we had. Occasionally, they have an author series where somebody, an author of a book, will do a presentation. Yesterday, they had um, the author of a book called Empowered, and it was about how, like, great companies build and innovate products. And they use, like, Amazon and Google, the the big companies everybody thinks of. And it isn't so much, according to the author, it isn't so much that they're hiring, like, these amazing engineers and designers, although I'm sure they're, talented, but it's not so much, I mean, they're, they're also just typical, right? They're just people like all of us are, and, but they think that all of us, even like all of us have the potential of doing great things if properly inspired and given empowered, properly empowered and inspired. And so what they do is instead of just having a program manager or a product manager, kind of orchestrating features and tell them to build these features on this timeline instead it's about here's problems think in terms of the customer what problems are you trying to solve for them what products can solve those problems so you problems with and using potentially technology things that we weren't able to do up until now right because technology is getting better and better and we have all these tools and machines that are super fast access to data galore and what sort of products can you build that can solve problems that we were never able to solve before so it got me thinking about this space and our customers are fundamentally homeless people like or the most destitute people in our communities the most the people who are struggling the most who have the fewest of resources what would they like what sort of um, problems would they like to be solved and do, could we solve it for them um, given that they are struggling to solve it for themselves like what tools can we put in front of them to let them help them solve these problems um, and or caseworkers um, working with them what tools can we provide them and so one of the principles of this is to really know your customer. And that's kind of getting to what you're saying is how do we get to know our customer, we need to get to know homeless people, um, people who are homeless, and we had that one conversation, but we need, we need to have these, these regular interactions, whether, it, so you have the idea of putting phone numbers everywhere so they can just call and we can talk to them over the phone. I would like to and that's one of the reasons why i just want to get into a shelter or into like a a kitchen or something where there's opportunities to interact in a a way that's a little more and I, i told you the other day i was walking around i haven't seen people struggling with homeless in my neighborhood so much but when i was walking around in the more popular streets by bus stops and stuff i did happen to walk by a couple people just fairly close to where i live but it's intimidating to go up and talk to them. But if I feel like if I was in a um, situation where I had a more work, like it was in a shelter doing regular volunteer work, those conversations could happen more easily. So, yes. um, but yeah, both, I think both ideas might be good just to again, um, get, Um, a number out there that they can call I'm not sure if they would call but we could try it but just putting ourselves kind of where they are and just having and developing relationships I think would be invaluable not that um, and not not that we can help them particularly but we could potentially just understand where they were and maybe help build an ecosystem and then like a, a set of tools that can solve it i think that's probably where we, that's probably where we need to go yes
0: and this as, as you're talking i'm thinking more like um uh, when another form of communication that we're really <clears throat> used to at work is uh using slack or, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I, can you imagine like a slack channel um a, a public slack channel where um, we just have people inviting themselves in um, that struggle with homelessness and just have that ongoing conversation with everybody there um, that both in terms of uh, the struggles and and not just us being there to see, to to listen in and see where we can help but also other homeless folks that are in different phases of their homelessness that may have some, input idea as well
1: yeah that would be awesome that would be awesome i'm wondering if so a couple of couple of things that when we were talking earlier um some of the stuff may need to wait for me to to get have you gotten the vaccine yet or are you still
0: i'm trying to i'm not
1: yet yeah i haven't either so i i do want to i i feel better about like diving in in a kind of very crowded homeless sheltered place once I was vaccinated so this might wait until then but I could kind of have another conversation with Pam and um I just try to develop an interaction with her um I text she has a cell phone I can text her kind of see how she's doing and I don't know maybe um talk to other people through her cuz she knows people too I could have a uh, I don't necessarily need to record every conversation I have with her but I could um have a, a round two with her since she's my one contact right now that i
0: have yes so um let me um yes yeah, so while you think about that I'm, I'm i'm trying to think further how to get this uh slack channel <laughs> up and going how do i get uh, folks into the slack channel the homeless slack channel
1: yeah i don't know like uh because like whether it be slack or just any social media it could be a facebook group um might be
0: facebook is probably um the the most common or um,
1: easiest correct i wonder if they have a, a facebook groups already with homeless people
0: right yeah true um all uh, right, oh uh, well, you know, i've I've removed uh Facebook a long time ago, so <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I have to get back in there okay.
1: well, it's up to you i I um I know yeah, social media people disparage it a lot, but uh I personally enjoy my addiction to it, and <laughs> um I've gotten enough value that I can justify my addiction from <laughs> with it. <laughs> although who knows but um but yeah i should um i should talk to pam and maybe she knows um but yeah facebook might be slack might be a tougher one but facebook yes
0: yeah yeah let's not uh, dwell too much on which medium it is exactly right (laughs) it doesn't matter whether it's uh, facebook or twitter or whatsapp or slack whichever one that uh, i think uh, is um, best reaching out to the demographics that we want.
1: Yeah, we're, we're assuming, I don't know how widespread phone ownership is among homeless populations. It may not be that.
0: Common. Well, the clue was uh, Pam's interview. Right? Um, she said she has nothing much in terms of uh, material possession or you no know, bills, uh, the only thing is a cell phone.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, she, though, if you look at that grid, she might be in the self-reliance side of things. Um, So I don't know uh, because she's, she's been able to keep herself off the streets, although she's been in the um, kind of the sheltered homeless for a while. Mm -hmm. She's had trouble getting into housing, stable housing, but um, she hasn't really spent a lot of time on the streets. Mm-hmm. um so she may be and um there might be i don't know it's these are questions i just don't know like like that's the problem i don't know enough i tend not to my interactions are very limited and i need to correct that if i'm going to if i'm going to play in this space if i'm going to try to work here i need to obviously increase my interactions <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, let's. Um, I think Facebook group would be a, a good one. Let's let's uh, uh, figure that path out. And whether it's an existing group or a new group, um, whatever case, um, uh, just um, just joining that and and listening, and, and maybe we'll learn uh, uh, quite a bit from there. Uh, we yeah. We we may. In terms of segment-wise, we may miss the, the most chronic one. Uh, maybe we'll end up getting more of the come and go or more the self-reliant ones. But at least um, we get to understand at least that that segment while we figure out other ways to, to, to get connected with the, the more chronic uh, requires help segment.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, true. There's a lot, like you said, the, um, we're really in that kind of graph. We have of stable housing all the way down to unsheltered, the stable being on the left and the unsheltered being on the far right. We're trying to move everybody left, right? Yes. Um, and one, one thing that's a bit annoying is the smartest people, like in Empowered, they talk about, um, electric cars and Tesla and Netflix. And um, and one of the things is about inspiring vision. And you could say Tesla is potentially helping the world in terms of global warming, but Netflix is helping the world in terms of just watching Netflix. I mean, it's just, this is, um, to me, there's nothing more inspiring than helping solve these very difficult problems yes. that have um, real pain
0: yeah yeah well uh in it, it can be but we do have to do a better job of uh, uh, telling that story that inspires so um i, I think that's there's a lot of room for me to to work on uh, in terms of uh inspiring others to this action
1: yeah, well, I mean, you're right, you're right. But I I think the the inspiring story here, at the big picture to me, is we want to end homelessness. And to me, that project is very motivating. Um, yeah, you know, it's a big deal, but you know, but I I think we need to everything should be on that with that goal in mind. And yeah, we're just two people, but hopefully we can play our part in we can't do it all alone, so hopefully there we can join others who are already doing this. I'm sure there's plenty. I know that there's a lot of people working on this problem already. We can just lend our hand and then hopefully inspire other people too along the way. Yes, yes. Cool. Well, is there anything else you have for this episode?
0: No, Um, I think we have to get to work.
1: Yeah, we got to get to work, and then we could talk about our work rather than just talking about (laughs) what we want to work on. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sounds great. Well, we'll see everyone. Phone numbers,
0: Facebook groups. Yes,
1: phone numbers. Yes, get to work. Yes. Cool. All right. See you next time. See you.
0: Okay, bye.